Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But given the lay of the land on Raw recently, surely every single pre-meeting must go like this. Oh, hello, Judgment Day. So what do you plan on doing? Yeah, we're going to go out there. And we're going to tell everyone that we run the show. Oh, okay. Ship, I mean, come on. Hello, guys. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Ups and Downs, the wrestling review show, where we look at the pro wrestling Canada and we react accordingly. So given that we did just have Muntag Night Raw, I thought we'd take the finger of power and give the good bits an up and the bad bits a down. What a concept. So I was laughing straight away because the first thing we actually got was Michael Cole going, let me tell you, we've got some massive matches this evening. Say it like that. I'm like, shouldn't all matches be massive? Otherwise, why are you booking it? But we were going to get Cody Rose versus Finn Balor, which does tick that box, and Trish Stratus and Becky Lynch. That should have been absolutely fabu, but we'll talk about it when, of course, out came the Judgment Day. Now, I do know they are kicking off Monday nights a lot recently, but it just works because they're such a good group. And the reason I love it so much is essentially WWE looked at the bloodline and went, oh, well, this stable thing, it works. Should we do it across our other events? Yes, yes, you should. Well, they are having massive issues at the moment because, of course, Finn Balor has fallen out with them, kind of, but not really. And even though Rhea Ripley was here and Dominic Mysterio here and Damian Priest was here... The Irishman was nowhere to be seen. Even Rhea was like, yeah, you know, well, we run Raw, but at the moment it's not going very well, is it? Damien was also all like, man, Finn Balor should be the champion right now, and we should have won that six-man tag last week. I was like, yeah, but you didn't. Woulda, shoulda, coulda, sucks to be you. Damo was still happy, though, because, of course, he holds the briefcase, and therefore the fate of Raw is in his hands. I was like, wow, this thing has way more much power than it used to have. When he did start talking about Finn... And, well, there's no mucking around here. He was super mad that he wasn't out here. This was the most passive-aggressive thing ever, because he was like, look, no, we're not breaking up, and I'm sure Finn Balor will defeat Cody, but do you see him right now? No, maybe he's in the loo, maybe he is not. This is absolutely ridiculous. I can't handle it anymore. This is when Ripley was like, would you please just stop it? All of a sudden, J.D. McDonough's music hit, and he walked down. I was like, what are you doing, Jud? You shouldn't be here. Nobody said your name. Turns out he was basically Balor's messenger boy, though, which plants more of these seeds. And he was all like, oh, man, you shouldn't be worried about Finn. You should be worried about our real enemies, such as Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn. Rhea just lost it with this guy at this point, because who the hell are you? Which is when Dominic Mysterio took the microphone. It was so damn funny. He was like, man, look, I only just realized that Canada was part of North America. And given that I am the North American champion, well, that means I'm your guy. 
He is the greatest character in professional wrestling. This is when Sammy's music started to hit and Ripley had the greatest reaction ever. She was like, oh man, I can't handle this. And clearly Zayn thought there'd been enough talking because he just started to beat the flub out of everyone. Certainly though, he does have a dead arm at the moment. So McDonough grabbed that and he threw it into Rita the ring post. And because of this, all of a sudden, we were going to have JD McDonough versus Sami Zayn. I was like, man, well, there you go. Before we do get to that, though, I am going to give this an up because I just like what we're doing here. I mean, either Finn Balor is going to go babyface or Damian Priest is going to go babyface and then JD McDonough is going to do something. But it's nice we are doing something with an NXT call-up and it is also making the story very intriguing. That's all you need to do. Just make me go, oh, I want to tune in to see what happens because that's how my brain talks. He's a very strange individual. Give it up. Moving on to that match as well, I thought Sam would be out for a while, and even though his elbow is so gnarly at the moment, I suppose he is able to work. But seriously, JD, he looked at this like it was a flashing red spot on a video game. Boss and he just went after it like crazy. Zayn then tried to come back with a flying nothing, so McDonald just drop kicked him out of midair. When this Sami Zayn man, he is such a good sports entertainer, because he only had one arm, but he still hit this Mishinoku driver, and that's right, he did it without his other limb because of that, it looked even better. But Donald returned with a Spanish fly, and when he landed, he kind of transitioned into a crossface, so he continued working on this thing, which was pretty damn good. After a while, he was just booting it. He was just kicking it. I mean, why not? That really pissed off Zayn, though, so he did get all mad, and he just threw JD McDonough into the corner. And this is when Finn Balor must have finally got to the building, or he got lost. He just came walking out to ringside. Now, as we know, this counts as a distraction and no wrestler in the history of the world is able to handle this because they're like, why is there somebody outside of the ring? I don't know what's going on. So JD looked to his right and he looked to his left and he hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. But man, he was having a terrible evening. It didn't work. So it just wasn't his time and this is when Sammy smacked Balor right in the head and he hit JD with the Hoover kick and he got the one, two, three. Now, it's actually okay. Usually I'm like, well, why call people up from NXT and have them lose? But McDonough is involved in a pretty big story. And also, you telling me Sami Zayn just won, even though he was injured? I will always take that. Warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Up. Which is when Chelsea Green decided to make lemonade out of lemons. She is so damn good. Because if you've been following her on social media, all week she has been auditioning for a brand new tag team partner because, of course, Sonya Deville very sadly got injured and she wants to hold on to her tag team titles. Adam Pearce didn't agree with this at all, so he found her in the back and was about to take these championships off her, which she was like, no, 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 seriously, we can do auditions here on Raw. I think he was into this. David Carter and Katana Chance then sort of realized, oh man, maybe we can take advantage of this. Because they walked in, they were like, well, if you do find somebody, we'll challenge you for those titles. And all of a sudden, Piper Niven just teleported into the room. She beat everyone up and she turned to Chelsea Green and she was like, nope. I'm your brand new partner, Geese the Belt. I was just screaming at my TV, well, where the flub have you been? You can't just return with no explanation. But I did really like this for two reasons. One, these damn things are cursed. So anything we can do to keep them on TV, we should do. And two, Piper Niven's really good. She shouldn't have disappeared in the first place. The best part, though, is that it means Chelsea Green can remain as champion. And she has done some good work with these trinkets. And now, because she was so scared, you have yet another entertaining tag team. I will take that. I think it's making the best of a very bad situation. So much so, I'm giving it an up. Byron Saxton was then with Cody Rhodes, and his question was, hey, Coates, why do you think Finn Balor is such a loose cannon these days? 
It's like, what kind of question is that? Cody then decided that all wrestlers were loose cannons, which was rather quite profound, when he actually put Finn over quite hard. I mean, he is a leader. He's been a leader in Ireland. He's been a leader in Japan. He was the leader of the Judgment Day which is probably why they're having troubles at the moment, because Damien Priest is also a leader, Rhea Ripley is also a leader, but that Dominic Mysterio, <laughs> he's definitely the submissive one. Cody then reminded us that this group has also taken out Liv Morgan and Kevin Owens, but that's not going to happen later when he will kick Finn Balor's ass. I mean, this did what it had to do. Cody is basically John Cena right now, and I mean that as a massive compliment. And this talking kept on coming too. Because Gunther was here. He stood on Allen the announce table, as he does like to do, which was a little bit strange, with the rest of Imperium, and was all like, I am the Intercontinental Champion, and because I've been so damn good, my legacy has been established. I was like, yeah, he's probably right. As a European, he was also super excited to come to Canada before he walked around Winnipeg and realised it was the armpit of the country. I was like, man, that is quite the insult. Gunther then did put over his next challenger, which is Chad Gable, and he said, oh man, he's one of the best athletes in the company, and you all love him, but very sadly, let's compare careers. His absolutely sucks, whereas mine is badass. Chad didn't like that, so he interrupted with a massive shoosh. And I'm sorry, that's a strange thing to do. I don't care who you are or what kind of planet you're living on. If you are going to interrupt someone by making train noises, well, you're going to get a few eyebrow raises. He did remind us that he did last five minutes with Gunther one or two weeks ago, which is why when they do have their rematch next week, he's going to win. Now, here is the thing. If Chad did do that, I would do the Dance of Joy, but I really think Gunther has to break this Intercontinental Title Championship record, because then, when he does lose it, you can use that to elevate him up the card, and eventually this dude's got to go to the main event. Chad then carried on saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to win, when he turned to Giovanni Vinci and said, and I'm also going to beat you and your stupid bald head. I was like, why did you have to say that, Mr. Gable? You think he wants to be bald? Do you think he doesn't wake up every single day and looks in the mirror and doesn't hear sad piano like da -da 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 -da. one day this could happen to you, my friend? Now I don't like you anymore. Luther Kaiser agreed with all of this and was all like, oh man, Chad, you are going to get embarrassed. When he started to hit on Maxine Dupree again, so that is definitely a thing. And he was also like, look, Alpha Academy is an embarrassment and you should join Imperium. I mean, he didn't say that, but he did insinuate it. So Maxine slapped him right around the face. We then went straight into this match, and look how simple this is. Even though I was still reeling from his bald comments, it was Chad Gable taking on Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci is friends with Gunther. So who won here? Of course it was Chad Gable, and now he's got the momentum. Giovanni then chopped the ship out of him to start this, so Gable came back with a German suplex. They're good. When Vinci stopped one moonsault, so he could do a moonsault, that means it was a moonsault party. They then just went back and forth to prove they are very good at wrestling. I was like, all right, guys, calm down. We get it. When Chad hit the Chaos Theory suplex and he got the one, two, three, that was just a damn good fight. The thing is, though, Gunther was livid that this would happen. So he said, like, we're in this stupid country and your mate Otis, he's stupid as well. So I want a match. <laughs> Amazingly, this thing just happened. Now, it was a non-title one as well. So I was like, oh, my gosh, maybe Otis is going to win. That's the kind of wrestling nerd that I am. Now, look, Otis did get some stuff in here, but when he went to go for the Caterpillar, the ring general was like, no, you ain't hitting me with that goober move. And he basically stomped him right in the head. This is when Gunther got so mad that he picked Otis up and he gave him the bomb of power. And I'm sorry, that is an impressive thing to do. I know Gunther is a large individual, but Otis is huge. 
I was very impressed. It did mean that he got the win and straight away because Imperium were going to attack, Chad Gable was back and he started throwing bones to the point Gunther Giovanni and Ludwig were like, man, screw this, I'm going to deal with this guy, we are here. Ludwig especially seemed terrified about this situation so Gunther just yelled at him. So once again we have more problems with the group but I just thought this was all so well put together and it genuinely felt spontaneous like, oh my gosh, anything can happen but again, I still think Gunther should win in seven days time but that doesn't mean that Chad Gable shouldn't be the guy to take the IC belt off him. You can do that at the pay-per-view whenever the hell you want to do it. I like this. Up. And given that one team had just acted like they were going to fall out, what do we do? We cut back to another team that were about to fall out. Just we were in the back and Finn Balor was yelling at Damian Priest and Damian Priest was yelling at Finn Balor. And even though Rhea Ripley was trying to calm this down, she may as well have been talking to a pineapple the good it was doing. This is when JD McDonough was back and he was just stirring the pot. Priest basically told him to flub off and that's when I was like, oh man, maybe it will be Damian that gets kicked out and he will go good guy, even though it makes more sense for him to be a bad guy because he has the money in the bank briefcase. When all of a sudden Finn was like, no, JD McDonough is right. We should get back on the same page. So I guess they're going to write a book. Priest was so happy about this too. It kind of made me feel sorry for him because I just don't think it's going to work out. So I was like, if I have got this correct, and let's face it, I'm usually wrong, that is some good nuance by WWE because now I have sympathy for the man. So if he does become a babyface, well, Bob's your uncle. So we are planting these seeds and once again, the Judgment Day now feels like the Bloodline Part 2, which again is a massive compliment. So much so... Giving it up. Speaking of Roman Reigns and his crew too, we then got a recap of what happened on SmackDown. And apparently they're going to go away for a while, which will be very interesting. When here we were with Jackie Redmond, she was talking to Drew McIntyre. I still have this feeling deep down in my tootsie toes that we should turn Drew soon. I think that would be good for his character. And we may have done some teasing here, because just as we were all like, oh, Drew McIntyre, what are you going to do next? Riddle interrupted and I said, I tell you what he should do next team with me. Now look, I may have got this completely wrong again, but we were then acting like Drew McIntyre and Riddle have never teamed together, even though they were doing it a few weeks ago. Even then though, McIntyre was still like, all right, well, maybe I'll do it if you can't find anybody else. And in my dream scenario, and I don't believe this will happen, Drew would turn on Riddle, which is when Randy Orton make his big return. He'd save his old friend, and then you'd do Drew versus Randy. I would like it. Anyway, we do dare to dream. This match is happening in a second. Because before that, we did have this really good video package for Indy Hartwell, which made it baffling what was about to happen in a few minutes. And we cut to Michael Cole after, who was just so happy that WrestleMania 40 tickets were going to go on sale. And I wasn't. I was like, how are WrestleMania tickets going on sale already? Time is moving too fast. Somebody dig my grave. When we did get to Riddle versus the Viking Raiders, and we just pretended and teased that Drew wasn't going to come out and tag with him, when McIntyre did just walk out and tag with him. Because of course he did. I don't really know what we are doing with the Viking Raiders because at the moment their job is to just get beat. Also, at first, they kicked the holy hell out of Matt Riddle and at one point they grabbed him and they chucked him into the ring apron. And the ring apron... Hang on. Dude, dude. How much for the hardest part of ring? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The ring post? But of course, man, that McIntyre eventually got the hot tag and his hand must have been so damn warm. Although he did grab Ivar and he gave him a Mishinoko driver. Now, again, I understand that Drew is a big guy, but oh my gosh, that was amazing. Matthew then thought he'd taken his Phoenix down because he tagged back in, but he got murked straight away. This is when Drew was like, for goodness sake, touch my hand again and I'll deal with it. Thankfully, Riddle had found some MP and HP, so he did a dive onto Ivar, which is when McIntyre hit the Claymore kick onto Eric, and they got the one, two, three. Now, this does tie into something we should talk about in just one second. But again, I feel like there is a twist in the tail coming, which I would enjoy. This was fine. Up. Raquel Rodriguez was then here, and she wanted to talk to Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. And I hoped that she was going to go, well, where the flub have you been? But she didn't. Instead, she's just super duper sad that she still can't get cleared because she wants her revenge on Rhea Ripley, which is what Indy is going to get because they're about to have a match. This is when Candice and Rodriguez was like, oh man, you're going to do just fine. I'm sure she won't kill you. Ray also told Rodriguez that she needs to calm down and be patient. And I was like, well, there you go. You're that sensible Sally friend. I just want to rant, and you have to come in here with your good advice. We then cut back to Drew McIntyre and Riddle, and Riddle was all like, oh my gosh, we're going to win the tag team titles. And Drew was like, would you please shut up? You're getting way too ahead of yourself. When they bumped in to the New Day, and I'm just going to say this, we do not appreciate Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston enough, because they were here with two white steel chairs. That's all I'm going to say. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. But they are so damn good, somebody give them a prize. They were also offended by what McIntyre and Riddle had said because they were like, you're not even friends, you're not even a tag team, and now you're walking around thinking you should go after the tag team champions? Look at us, we've been together forever, so before you even get a sniff at that, well, you should be us. It was even worse because they'd done this on Kofi Kingston's birthday, so that's an insult. Also, happy birthday to Kofi. So yeah, now in seven days, we are getting the New Day versus McIntyre and Riddle. I kind of feel like Kingston and Woods should win that because Drew does something bad. But once again, we'll have to wait and see. But just given how the new day were here, I'm giving it up ahead of their time. When, yes, Rhea Ripley just ruined Indy Hartwell. I mean, it's always going to happen. It only went a few minutes and Indy did get a few shots in there before Rhea just slammed her with the rip time and got the one, two, three. 
And she also did this pin. She knew what she was doing. Internet gone crazy. As Rhea had also twonked Candice the right halfway through this, Candice started to throw some bones, which is when Indian Candice actually got rid of Rhea. So I presume we'll do Lorraine versus Ripley next week. And here is the deal. This is exactly what we should be doing with Rhea Ripley. The year of 2023 should be Rhea Ripley destroying anyone. I don't care who it is. If you book Roman Reigns versus Rhea Ripley, Rhea should beat him in two minutes. And that would actually make more sense because Roman is a super duper star right now. Whereas Indy has only just come back to Raw, so I just think we did this a little bit early. And again, especially because we had that video like 20 minutes before this, and that video was good. So I am going to give it an up because again, Rhea is so good in this role, and she is going to become a super duper star. But you could have put anybody else in this position, unless it does tie into something that we're going to do next week. That's okay, I can retroactively get rid of a down. But for now, it is a down. I just think the women's division needs brand new stars. Indy Hartwell could have easily been one of those. And now you got to start again. Talking about mucking around with characters as well, though, our brand new Shinsuke Nakamura was here, and he came out in a suit. I tell you, he looked very nice. He's also a heel now, and I prefer this bad guy version because he's not randomly just smacking people in the balls. And Michael Cole was all like, oh, Shinsuke, why did you do what you did last week? And thankfully, Nakamura responded by talking in Japanese, and that just made him come across like a badass. It also made his one English line of, I want the world title to hit even harder. And actually, you can go on the internet right now, and you can get the translation. And man, Shinsuke was even better than even I realized at the time, because he's like, oh man, this is my true nature. This is how I want to be, and everybody's going to get it. Seth Rollins then arrived and did the classic, all you had to do, Shinsuke Nakamura, was ask. And I'm like, man, that is such a lie. You were trying to pull the wall over our eyes. If we go back to last week's Raw, Seth, you didn't even invite him to be in that six-man tag until you have to. So everybody was mugging him off. Rollins also then went into his promo book and he found line 68 because he said, Shinsuke, I used to respect you, but not anymore. Wrestlers love saying that. Apparently Seth also has booking powers now because he said this match is going to happen and they just need to work on the time and the place. But beforehand, he wants to shake hands. That was a terrible sentence by me. And even though Nakamura did agree, he then leaned in and he whispered something to Seth Rollins that floored him so much he just stopped in time and he got super duper confused. I mean, I was half thinking he cast a magic spell. Because Seth just stopped working. And it meant when he turned around, Shinsuke was back in the ring and he kneaded right in the face. <laughs> just really made me laugh. Now look, I am an investigative journalist, so I went out there and I learned what Shinsuke said. Run the footage. Hey, Seth, guess what? I can see your nipples through your top. So obviously I'm sure we'll find out the real reason soon, but this is exactly what we should be doing. Because who doesn't want to see Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura? Oh, shut up, you internet troll. Nobody wants to hear from you. They will have such a good match. Of course, Seth Rollins will win, but that's okay. I just like that we're shining a spotlight onto Shinsuke, because he is one of a kind. He's an all-time legend. I'm into this. Uh, they are going to have to have an amazing explanation for this sentence, though. I mean, you've never seen a human react like that before. Byron Saxton was then talking to The Miz, and of course, The Miz is all upset with LA Knight, to the point he even said to Byron, oh, I bet you like him, and I bet you're buying all of his merch. This is why Byron is so good at his job. He responded by saying, yeah. He didn't go, yeah. He just said, yeah. But because that still ties into LA Knight's catchphrase, The Miz looked at him like, how dare you insult me? Miz also threatened to show up on SmackDown and that he's going to beat someone next week that's even better than Knight. So I don't know who that's going to be. And when we cut back to Saxton, he said, yeah, again. The Miz looked at him, so he was like, oh, no, sorry. I meant awesome. <laughs> Byron Saxon is the king of the goofs. So we can just do this feud and LA can win, then he can go on to something else. 
I don't have a problem with it at all. When confusion arrived at my door. Because it was time for Trish Stratus versus Becky Lynch, and I looked at the time, and I was like, well, there's no way this can be the main event of Raw, and I'm sorry, after everything they've done and everything they've given to this story, it should absolutely be the main event of Raw. As it turned out, WWE had decided to go silly billy. I don't know why they do this. I do want to say that I really like this program and I think every single thing that Trish Stratus has done since WrestleMania has been excellent. I mean, she's such a good heel. Sadly for me, what do I know, this went totally in the wrong direction. It all started with Trish Stratus' mask when she was using it as a headbutting weapon to the point Becky was trying to take off the mask and then the referee was like mucking around with the mask. And I was like, surely everyone had sat down beforehand and discussed this thing, but no. So it was just serving as a massive distraction. Also, if Trish is allowed to have this in the match because she's injured, if I was Becky, I'd be like, yeah, you see this gun attached to my hand? It's because of a wound I suffered. And you could just... Shoot Triss in the leg. One, two, three, winner. They eventually started to get into it and we got leg drops and tornado DDTs. But when Strass got slammed with a superplex, she decided, look, I'm totally done with this. You're hurting me and I wasn't expecting that. So she ran into the crowd. And of course, Becky Lynch chased her because what else would she do when they forgot <laughs> that they were in a match and the referee counted both of them out? What? And they really didn't seem to care as they fought into the merchandise area. I think this is when Zoe Stark decided, because she was banned from ringside, but this must be out of the jurisdiction of ringside, so therefore she is allowed to be here. She absolutely slammed Becky Lynch into a box-like structure, and Trish hit the chick kick, and then they just ran away. So once again, here is the deal. I do think we've done terrific work over the last six months, but we have now missed the peak because the peak was SummerSlam. And I understand sometimes it's hard to plan out a car and need to move this here and fit this in there. But this is when the blow-off should have been and Becky Lynch should have beat Trish Stratus. So coming out of the hottest event of the summer, we could have moved in a different direction. I don't even mind leaving it till this Raw, but now that we've delayed it again, well, once again, we've just missed the peak. Now, it really does suck because these guys have absolutely smashed it, but I cannot hide my disappointment, so it does have to get her down. And later on, Adam Pearce found these two, and he yelled at them. How dare you get counted out? Well, Becky Lynch got counted out as well, and they are going to finish it off in a steel cage. I mean, maybe it's a payback, or maybe it's not. I don't know. And I'll still enjoy that, and they will still be totally fire when they're in the four-sided steel structure of death, whatever you want to call it. We just should have done it before this. Searched by feelings, and that's just how I feel. And Gunther seemed to be mad about this too, because we cut to him. He was like, well, man, this evening has been a total embarrassment. As it turned out, he actually was talking about Giovanni Vinci, which seems harsh. He was like, ever since you've been on Raw, what have you even done? When he turned to Ludwig Kaiser, he was like, you too, you've been crap recently. You're obsessed with that girl made me laugh. Ludwig offered to go and sort this with Adam Pearce, but Gunther was like, no, no, you're not sorting it. I will sort it when I beat Chad Gable next week. So here's another group <laughs> that's just falling out. Everybody needs marriage counseling. It was also really amusing because in this segment especially, Gunther came across like the dad of the group. Like, why? Why don't I have kids? You're all failures. When it was time for the main event to arrive, and look, it was Cody Rhodes versus Finn Balor, and in no universe, given that who was involved, was that ever going to be bad? It also meant the big question was, well, what's the angle going to be here? And we did get one. I mean, it started off with just Cody and Finn, but at one point, Rhea and Dom Dom came out, and Cody saw this, and he just booted Dominic right in the stomach, and he dropped him on the floor. I was like, honestly, it's the best character going. It did serve as a distraction, though, so all of a sudden Finn Balor hit the baseball slide. But when Cody Rhodes came back with a disaster kick, Damian Priest came out as well. So I was like, what did you lot do? You stood in the back and you said, right, you come out at three minutes and I'll come out at five and a half minutes. Good, good, got it, excellent. 
That is also a very strange thing to do. This didn't allow Finn to go for the Coupe de Gras, but Cody was able to reverse that into the Cody Cutter when Dekmir Priest was like, ha ha, I'm going to grab your foot. Now, obviously this pissed off Rhodes, so he remembered, oh, wait a minute, what sponsors 2023 wrestling? That's a dive. So we did one onto the Judgment Day. The referee couldn't handle any of this though, especially because Rhea Ripley was just dancing in the corner. So when Cody climbed to the top rope, Dominic was back and he crotched him, meaning the American Nightmare fell right on his penis. The finish was absolutely sublime too, because honestly, you tell me two things or two people that have a worse relationship between Finn Balor and this Money in the Bank briefcase, it never goes well. Because soon after this, Dom Dom slid a chair into the ring and Finn was going to use it when the ref was like, why would I let you use it? And when he was going to get rid of it, Rhea once again was going, over here, over here. So they went to deal with it. This is when Finn Bella looked at Damien and Damien looked at Finn. They got the briefcase, he slid it in. But it went through Finn Balor's legs right into Cody's hands. And I think he thought, well, look, I've been taking on all four of you. Turn around is fair play. He clonked Finn Balor. He clonked Damian Priest. He hit the crossroads. One, two, three. I was howling. And look, I do get it. Balor is losing way too much given his status. But it actually ties into the story. And if it doesn't go defeat, defeat, defeat because Damian Priest keeps screwing him over, well, you can't tell the tale. That's why I rather like it. When he does go crazy, it'd be totally justified. The Day of Judgment still jumped Cody after this, which is when Sami Zayn tried to make the save, although he totally failed, because JD McDonough was here too, and he helped Damien Priest to the point Damo looked to him like, huh, well, maybe you can be trusted, but I am not sure. Once again, though, it also does mean that Sami Zayn and JD were just waiting behind the curtain, which means everyone had strange behavior on this Raw, but my word, did they use this? Because Sami Zayn got thrown through Alan the announce table, and then poor Cody Rhodes got hit with about 72,000 Coupe de Gras. And it did mean at the end of this week's Raw, the Judgment Day was standing tall. But are they getting on? No, no they are not. So just to repeat myself, I just appreciate the fact that we do have another long-term story and that you can see a twist and a turn is coming. That's the reason to grab your controller and go put on WWE, which is not how televisions work. But all said and done, this is getting it up. So that did bring us to the end of Raw. I am going to give it an up, and I will admit this one wasn't as fire as some of the most recent episodes, but I'm still dialed into all the stories. And also, look what we're getting next week. Drew and Riddle versus The New Day, good. Everything with Cody and Sami Zayn and The Judgment Day, good. And Gunther versus Chad Gable, if you give them time, that could very well be a match of the year. Now please do click the video on the screen, which will be ups and downs for AEW Collision. I know people freak out when I mention AEW and WWE in the same sentence, but I'm a fan of wrestling. Don't be a crazy person. Follow us on social media and just scream into the air today. I'm gonna have the best 24 hours ever, because I believe in you, I believe in your dreams, and I believe in your food choices. What? I don't know. Goodbye. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. In store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com retail23. Shopify.com retail23. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 